Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, dude. The 90s called With Christine Taylor and David Lasher. Is this thing on? <laughs> Welcome. To, to our, our very first Full episode yes. of Hey Dude, the 90s called. So for our very first episode, it was, I thought, important for us, we both thought, to sort of take a trip down memory lane. After all, the whole reason we're here is because of a show we did called Hey Dude. Right. So why not introduce our co-stars so that we oh, can yeah. have a little Hey Dude reunion together? Seriously, what better first episode? Um, so we have with us the beautiful Kelly Brown, who played Bradley Taylor. Brad's here. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Looking beautiful. And John. Galkin. Do you go by Jonathan or John? Should we get this straight? Let's just save time. Call me John. Great. I love it. No H, though. There's no H. J-O-N. I remember no, that. There's never been an H. No. You do remember that. Jonathan. Or what was your character? Jake. Jake. Jake Decker. Oh, my God. Jake Decker. <laughs> Sorry. I was. He didn't do his I research. I was gone. Was his you... research? Uh, yes. <laughs> no, you... You came and I was gone. Yeah, right. And, uh, and then we shared two seasons together. Did we? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> you guys did episodes together. A lot of episodes together. Yeah, yes. we, we you just... can't blame everything on. You know, <laughs> on the, what the the, the, the weeds? Weed. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, you very... left. You left to 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 co-star uh, with the great sitcom actor Robert Mitchum, <laughs> right, no. one of the great comedic talents of our time. No, How did that go, it. by the way? But <laughs> that show got canceled right yes, away, and you guys graciously <laughs> took me back. Took and I, you back. We, I, when I came back, we, when I left, we were at that little Radisson hotel, and I came back, and you guys are in this beautiful. No, no, no you. We were at the Ramada. Ramada. We were at the Ramada for seasons one and two. I love the Ramada. Ke- Me too. Kelly, and, the, yes, the, the nightly. It was little quaint. Co- it was nice. We took over the whole place. We we Honestly. owned that place. So we were. Where did we live? Radisson Suites. Which on here. Speedway. It was a palatial, beautiful place. It was nice. Weren't there multiple pools? Is that yeah. possible? It was or do I just imagine no, it? No, no. Yeah. I believe there was a song. Does anybody remember the song? There was a Radisson song. I thought you were going to make us sing the Hey Dude song. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, That'll be. Goodness. We'll save no, that for the No, we had end. a Radisson song. Oh, darn it. I, Lisa will remember it. 
a Radisson oh, theme Lisa, song? Lisa, Radisson start your research. About wow. Living on Radisson, living going in the down desert. Speedway. <laughs> oh my there goodness. was a Radisson song. And do you remember Cotton? We were just talking about him. I think about Cotton a lot. He was, I don't know if this is going to be interesting to anybody. I know exactly, to podcast, and we talked about cotton do, in our. I do think about cotton actually. Yes, you know he I was, hear him in my head just say like, um, terrible, just terrible. Yes. How you doing, cotton? <laughs> terrible. Just we were terrible. surrounded every day. by couldn't be any worse. Couldn't be any worse. <laughs> Real Tennessee, you know, <laughs> made us egg sandwiches every day. Remember those? Wait, yeah. set set the scene. We lived at a hotel. And Cotton was our driver, our chef, our on-set grandfather. He right. cooked for us, took care of us, drove us to and from work, from the hotel to the set. And that's what we did every day. And he was probably 80 years old back then. I, yeah. I think he probably was not 80. We just thought he was 80 because yeah. he had white hair. He looked like <laughs> he, Santa he, a little bit, right? He was an older fellow. He was but older. he was probably he was close he, to 70. He did maybe. take sure. care of us. He, did. he made I mean, us soup every day. But he, Do you guys remember the soup? Well, I remember onset cooking. Tell me you don't remember the soup. I remember this was maybe like my first like egg sandwich like sort of experience. And, but how um, crazy that we had no supervision. I mean, we were or nobody telling us not oh. to eat egg sandwiches every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, holy moly, maybe that's not. True. <laughs> maybe skip that one. <laughs> well, here's the thing, guys. We were this was smack dab at the beginning of the '90s. Literally, a new decade. I arrived. February 90. See? There we go. Oh right? Perfect. So that takes us right into what our lives were in that period of time. Because David and I have shared on the podcast, which we're going to talk a lot more about 90s throughout <laughs> our, our adventures here. Right. But we did not have cell phones. Nope. We, we, like, let's t- talk about some of the things that we did on a day-to-day basis. I mean, we can get into the scenes and the work, but what did we really do? What what were what were our 90s adventures in Tucson, in, in the middle Tucson. of the desert in Tucson? We hung Arizona. out a lot. I mean, we didn't have the distractions of phones and screens and everything like that. Like, we spent time talking and laughing and, like... Watching movies. Yeah, making right. fun of everyone and everything. <laughs> we were at the gym a lot. We played racquetball a lot. Oh, I remember yeah. playing racquetball a we lot. We meaning Kelly. Because I don't think I ever played racquetball in my life. I played with Ross and and Wow, we were playing racquetball a lot. We went to the gym. We had our own softball team. Oh, that's right. We had our own softball team. We played softball together. We went to... Skip Galkin. It must have been... There must have been sign-ups and the sheet didn't pass by our rooms. I'm used to it. I did not play I get it. We went to to baseball games. You guys drafted a cactus before you drafted me. We didn't invite you to the softball team? Um, the Tucson Toros. The Tucson right? Toros, the AAA team for the Houston Astros, lived with us at the Ramada Hotel. I remember they took up one side and we took up the other side of that whole big Ramada Hotel and we went to all their... We had a minor league team? We had a minor yeah, league Yeah, living AAA. at our hotel. Yeah. And yeah. Not we, a glamorous life. This but is we went to all their games. as a group... We're going to come we're up gonna with gonna one memory. Piece together like AI compositing to a, a memory. I think each of us have selective memories of things. Yeah. That, but we're all saying we don't. I don't remember that, but you remember that. Let's talk because you guys are our guests, and David and I are going to get to talk about this a lot. But what was the process in auditioning? And Kelly, you start because you were an OG character, and how you remember the process. And then I want to hear John's because you came into a family that was I already really did. yes. Yeah, I remember. <clears throat> going auditioning I auditioned auditioned for for Melody and then I, I can't remember at what point it turned and the the producers the writers or maybe it was Nickelodeon that that flipped it yeah because and had I me did. come back and read for Brad we talked about this just before we we started this but Kel, I remember auditioning for Brad I mean and really no, feeling that, like I nailed it that would and, not have worked <laughs> and Kelly remembers Melody and I don't remember that part of it because I do just remember somewhere along the way they swapped it and said we want you're a Melody and we have a, a, another Brad and then a you have a memory that I don't have of us doing a reading together at Nickelodeon in New York City. Right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so we started very early on. And we were very early on in the process. Yes. I think everybody else was built around us. Sorry, guys. Yeah. That's the way it goes. I know. I, you need your temples. The yeah. ladies sure. ran that. Strong band. women. They did. I mean, you guys were <laughs> Betty and Veronica in my mind, right? Or Christi- Betty and Veronica. Strong temples. <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely. the sweetest, you know, like mm-hmm. innocent girl. And, like an angel. And Kelly coming in with some attitude. With some attitude. Yeah. Brad, big poor Brad. Girl. She was, she was, she was looking for love, but just kept that hard shell around her. <laughs> we cracked her. We cracked her. Yeah, did crack her. And yes, and we we talked about this a little bit as well. But David, we we shot a pilot before you, which you apparently didn't know about until today. I never knew. <laughs> I, I was second pilot. choice for Ted. Was there another Ted? There was another Ted. That um, was a, a, just a little. The bit. network realized they made a mistake. Yeah. And they fixed it. Yeah. I think he was a little too edgy for Nickelodeon back in that day. Yes. He was a little rough around the edges. I would love to know what edgy 1989 looks like. Exactly. I, exactly. For Nickelodeon. Because then they got this guy. Yeah. Yeah. A little Mr. No edge. Sweet Face. <laughs> I was edgy? What are you no. talking about? I was dangerous. Not as edgy You're as like I was. Smooth. <laughs> oh, it's dangerous. You're adorable. No. <laughs> Um, Nothing dangerous. I am dangerous. A lot of darkness <laughs> lurking beneath. Yeah. So we had our two seasons together, and um, and then David got a, got out of Dodge. Yeah. You said, you know what? But that means Network you were auditioning. Me. You were actively <laughs> auditioning during. Network shows want me, and I'm they don't here. just call and say, uh, you know, Glasher's offer only. So let's just <laughs> fly him out immediately. You know, and I, get him out of that contract. You auditioned while you were actively in another show. My dad worked for a law firm mm-hmm. uh, that represented Viacom, so he scrolled through the contract and realized that no parent had co-signed it for me. So I was, yeah, okay, whatever. It was, it was wow. unprofessional of me to so do that to Nickelodeon. I can't imagine how they felt and why was I auditioning when I was on a show under contract? I don't know. But they, I mean, they graciously took me back when do you that, know what? you know. I never felt any animosity from, from the producers, from the network, from anybody. I felt that they were all just, if that's what you want to do, go ahead. And then they welcomed you, you back. Am they I really right? Did. They yeah, did, yeah. right? I mean, you guys were like family. I, honestly, it yeah. was like coming home and I was like the little spoiled brat who's for show just you know didn't make crashed it. and burned didn't make it i'm back a family for right joe. i mean yeah. the original yeah. cape fear played uh right the grandfather to yeah. me and juliet lewis funny. and ben funny. savage funny. All funny. Lewis. juliet lewis hilarious <laughs> <laughs> um so john tell us what your experience was and had did you know about the show beforehand had we been on the air for a period of time at that point or or i, I can't well, my father remember. too is a high-powered lawyer oh. no i'm just kidding <laughs> um so my my process was was kind of like humble it was i had there was a talent agent who came to my high school and saw me in a high school production of brighton beach memoirs which is really the dream role for eugene any. you played I mean, sure. Oh, my goodness. I <laughs> can Hells, see it. yeah. I guess in high school, someone's got to play the dad, too, which is always awkward. But, you know. This yeah, is in was, Chicago, right? This is Chicago, yeah. Highland Park, Eugene Morris, Jerome. I mean, it's the role anybody, you know, you dream of. But and a some, casting director came to your a, school? An agent from a, down, a oh, Chicago yeah. agency was there. Maybe uh, an aunt of someone in the show. But she said, would you ever consider auditioning for other for things and and so I went and I got headshots and Hey Dude so this was a that was like 89 Hey Dude was the first audition I ever went on no that was the first thing they ever sent me out for you too and um yeah I got my headshots you know my headshots were done I went downtown my mom drove me she waited outside I came down I said I think they it was rich Ross? Yes. Rich, yes. Ross. Rich Ross. And Who ended um, up becoming Jeffrey, the president of Disney. Disney. Jeffrey, huge. Jeffrey Darby. Darby. And Brown Johnson. Yes. Yeah. And um, But they were at the audition in Chicago, and, and I came down, and I said to my mom, I think they really liked me. And she said, Jonathan, don't get your hopes up. She wasn't saving time. She <laughs> called me Jonathan. And, um, and so she, she drove me home, and I kept talking about it. And then, like, a few days later, I got a call back, but they said they wanted to bring me to New York and it was down to me and like two other people and there was a snowstorm this is Chicago probably January and the other person couldn't make it into New York because of a snowstorm and um and, ding, 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 and ding. I got oh my god <laughs> Won the role. I flew to New York alone I have this weird memory and then I flew home the same day and then by the time I got home my parents were like waiting for me 
My With mother the news? was crying, of course. Yeah. Oh, you my You got the gosh. part. They were asking all the necessary permissions, which David didn't get. Um, but I got them. <laughs> Your parents signed You don't see me leaving town to go do a sitcom. <laughs> I, I, Legally bound. Who gets their first audition, their first role? Well, I, you know, that was that was kind of it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, so yeah. you're, you're batting a thousand. Was, I did exactly. too. Yeah. I, we, wow. We, when did we film the, the first pilot? It was in the spring. The spring of 89. In the spring. Yes. And then we didn't start shooting again until... So, yeah, it was the following fall. The like following November ja- maybe? Was it? I think. And we did Christmas. Th- yeah, it was the following yeah. fall. Right. I think so, so. we shot it in the spring and then we didn't do it in the fall. And I started working with a manager... And I went on the the Hey Dude audition, got the audition, never thought anything about it. They 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 didn't even want to send me. They're like, it was my first audition. I got the audition, worked on a another world, the soap opera for a while, got canceled and picked up the next day for Hey Dude. Wow. For um for the first season, the first bunch and of I, episodes. And we weren't even aware that this was historically the yeah. first the so, first of a lot of things on the network. Right? Yes, first live action. Scripted, right? First scripted yeah. television show. Live action. Live first. Li- what does that mean? Live action. <laughs> what they had? Did they have? Animation? <laughs> they had cartoons. I always thought it means like live people. We'll fix this in post with claymation. Um, and who does a sitcom outside a with tape, multi-cam, multi-cam cameras? It was I mean, a unique situation, for sure. Yeah. And we didn't know people were watching it. At least Christine and I spoke about. The first season or two, we were in a, a, a little bubble in Tucson, and because you all were, you just keep making them, and you're not leaving town. Right, really. we had no idea right. people were watching it. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that until the, we went to the Kids Choice Awards and oh, right. the opening of Nickelodeon Universal Studios, and that's when we started to sort of feel a little bit of love, like, oh, there's ki- a lot of kids here, and kids are watching it. Um, but other than that. Do you remember the Kids' Choice Awards? I, I remember us giving an award to Jackie Joyner Kersey. Oh my <laughs> goodness, Katerina Vit. I was. We st- gave obviously we, How were, 90s we got is the that? athlete category. I was so nervous. I kept Christine and I were standing on stage with this this which is such a big deal now that the globe you know the, the nickelodeon globe and i kept saying blimp? Tell me, the blimp the glimp <laughs> the globe i mean blimp. i was saying if hey dude happened now we'd all have record deals yeah. and contracts 360 contracts merchandising right yeah we were a little too early so nervous i kept it how do i say your name how do i say right. your name we were up on stage we oh had a bit gosh. worked out and also the out i remember when we talked about outfits we were wearing and this was very 90s it was a little uh, matching shorts suit it yes. was a white oh shorts with almost like a little white kind of like blazer sailor jacket style <laughs> so embarrassing and they had a bit for us because we gave the award to i think jackie joiner kersey or one of them and they made us and do Michael a bit Jordan. where i had to run backwards doing the baton oh these were outfits they gave you to wear no it was my own choice oh. that yeah. was my wardrobe you but wore they... a sailor suit it's with fun. shorts i was giving you an <laughs> out to assign guys i will them. dig out a i had the whitney houston bow in my hair yeah. the big bow in my hair oh, oh my, my god those were and simple times i said we felt very out of place because a lot of people there were big stars at the time on John Travolta, shows. Christy Alley, they got awards. Oh, wow. John Travolta was there. For, remember, he flew his, flew his self in. Rest he in flew peace. himself in on a plane. Wow. But I remember that was the first kind of bit of celebrity that I felt because um, Jeffrey Darby took us out to get an ice cream or something in the park because it was filmed at, at Universal Studios right. in Hollywood and there was a theater there that emptied into the back of the park. And when we were coming, were you with us? I'm not sure. We were coming back from ice cream and we got swarmed. And we started running through the park with Jeffrey Darby to get back into the back entrance. And we got swarmed and chased by a bunch of kids, which was... I, I think Jeffrey was more excited than we were. Like, this show's working. <laughs> we nailed it. It works. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Can we talk about like uh, the the directors Ross and Fred, who were could not have been more opposite? <laughs> Can I know? <laughs> We really? No, this is pretty niche. Well, so I mean, you think Fred, someone out there is like, I really hope they get Fred it. Fred so wore like, a beret Ross and, Bagwell and a, Jr. a mascot. In his work. Very Hitchcockian. In fact, he had a cat he, named Hitchcock, correct? Fred. Oh, yes. Fred. Yes. He, yes. he was directing he was direct, the most a, important piece of work yeah. at, at all times. I, I want to picture him with a pipe, but I don't know if that's true. Probably. Probably. Probably had Probably. a pipe. Maybe and a prop pipe. Ross, well. He definitely had a pipe. He, How Ross, do you describe Ross? <laughs> Interested. A, a, a beautiful soul with a big heart, but his father ran the show. He was probably given the job. I mean, I'm not assuming anything, but uh, everything was faster, funnier, faster, funnier. That's right. Faster and funnier. We're going to shoot this puppy. Wait, can I chime in? Shoot was it Ross's this idea? This, this, this is a good question, I think, for fans out there, too, because there was a lot of water trough hijinks was that and something mud. mud yes falling into you know hay fails but a lot of physical comedy was that something that you think was sort of initially something pitched as as like this show is going to be broad and big and we're going to throw or, or do you think it happened organically as it was just written in a pilot and it worked because uh, you you planned. were constantly in like you got had to get pulled into the mud that was on one of our blooper reels that yes. we, David and I just I, I was in mud or or horse troughs always almost horse every troughs. episode but I, that must have been planned that's I think I think they were aiming for a, some a physical comedy <laughs> and also those a lot directors, of pies in the face but they're right? bringing like older influences that we never would have known at that time right. where they're like you know maybe a bit of um, you know Chaplin esque. Yes. Like, um, so it was physical. more artsy than we really knew. Maybe it was. I mean, if we Fred go back... was probably going back and watching like Fastbinder movies and being like, "We yeah. sh- we could steal that shot." <laughs> <laughs> but as well crafted <laughs> as the scripts were, I mean, think of you know, Graham went on to do what Lisa went on to do. I mean, the, the scripts were really well crafted, as good as any you know '90s sitcom on the network. We were really lucky with the writers that yes. we had. We really were. But they also had like. It, it was so like Graham to write us falling into mud and, you know, physical ridiculousness. 
as smart as as he is, he, I think he loved that. I think I think Graham brought that, and 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 Lisa brought well. Graham brought Graham brought more the slapstick funny stuff because when Nickelodeon started back then, it was boogers and scabs and slime. And, yeah, slimes. It was and just, slime. It was already physical. and slime. Right. But the slapstick and the funnier kind of stuff came with with the writers that we had, and and then they 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 went with that. And Lisa brought some heart. Yeah, yeah, and right. I do think, and and I know this was something, and I really do want to talk to, uh, and we're already giving away our big surprise guest who will be coming on soon. <laughs> yeah. Our one of our amazing head writers, Lisa Malamed, who we will introduce shortly. But is that supposed to be a surprise? That, I, I'm. That was a joke. Okay. Surprise! That was a joke. Sorry. Sometimes <laughs> Sight David is uh, not too. Quick we have on a the surprise episode. guest in case you're wondering. <laughs> oh boy. Um, but uh, I do think because we were lucky enough to have the writers living with us at the hotel they weren't sort of based in uh, new york or la writing remotely they got to know us individually and cater to some of our own the things we loved like i remember and we'll talk about it with lisa but lisa was like can you sing what about a beauty pageant episode yeah. what about Dude, a, that could be your john ended up playing the drums all yes. the time yes see that's where i feel that lisa and graham were so different they were they hung out with us were the writers the two writers that we had before before them, I forget they were a couple. They, well, see, I don't remember Alan them. Goodman, they was, weren't. They were there, yeah. but they weren't. Alan was like the he like oversaw. Yes, yes, but, yeah, yeah. He started. But, he launched. It, he, yeah, he yes, launched it. And but Graham and Lisa, they dug into uh, us and our characters with us. Right, yeah. that's yeah. so true. They got to know us because we were all living at yeah. the hotel. So yeah, the, the writing became. More personal, I yes, guess. yes, and, yes. And it really did. It so that really we would look forward to those episodes that were sort of the Melody episode or the Ted episode yeah. <laughs> or the Jake. This episode. week on a very yeah. special episode. <laughs> yes. Well, they tried to go for the, some of those as well, where they wanted to get us crying for some reason. Yeah. Kelly, I feel like we, we both had those episodes where yeah. Fred was having me. I listen cried to. a lot. Jeez. Yeah. What? I cried a lot for other reasons. What did but... Fred have you listened to? <laughs> Like, well, I was gonna say, like they had a I, lot of opportunities. There's to a great crying. '90s moment. I had my yellow Walkman sure. with cassettes, Cassette. oh and because I was not, I, I said I started to learn my music through you guys and going to the Price Club and buying CDs for my new boombox in my room. <laughs> you moved on from the show tunes from show and tunes. the faith-based. Yes, uh, but Amy I did Grant. have a cassette with the Terms of Endearment soundtrack, yeah. and I used that. Mm. I used my best Shirley MacLaine wow. moment to oh, get that? the tears for this episode where Melody has the alcoholic brother. Is that the give my daughter the shot? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have to scream, but I had to weep. Okay. Um, and that, that's what helped me. But it was in a yellow Sony Walkman, and that takes sure. us all. The kind, the kind where you could throw it against a wall and nothing <laughs> and happened. Not, yes, waterproof It was too. indestructible. And, and I, you go <laughs> swimming with it. And every kid had... Who doesn't want to? The, it was yellow, right? Yep. Yellow. yellow Sony Walkman. It locked in. There was like a lock around it, too. It was super waterproof. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really cool. You know what? And at the time, you would say, I, I couldn't live without this device. Of course. It was yes. so important. Very important. Um, but yeah, then we had episodes where we're handcuffed together, which I, 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 I These feel are classic sitcom like right. Either we going ripped down them the off, list. or people have then ripped yeah uh, so many of our episodes they, off. Yeah, you know, wasn't every plot written by Mary Tyler Moore Show or right. Dick Van Dyke? Yeah, so it was all origin. going down the list. Yeah, in fact, I think the episode where we were handcuffed together was. We had, we had, and you know, we'll we'll ask the group here if they, if anybody knew we had dated. Oh <laughs> no, you dated? <laughs> I'm shocked. Shock Are you awe. shocked, John? I had no idea. Did you know they? Dated? I was sleeping with David the entire time. And he never, <laughs> never told me. I was too tired. Oh my god, my mind is it's the blown. desert. Um, I'm so shocked. Do you think you that dated? the producers knew? What? I have no David, idea. David, everybody knew. Everybody. I don't think we were trying to keep it secret. No. Were no. We? It was just filled, as David and I already talked about, filled with a lot of teen angst and drama. Yes. You so know, much drama. The kind now where you just turn to your own child and say, this will pass. That's yeah. what I have done it's recently not, with not. my own daughter and her first love. It's but okay. yeah, David, you have a, you, your memory of it. It is so lovely, and I am honored because I have so many memories chaos. of tears. Chaos. And chaos. It was chaos. chaos. You it were crying, chaos, or I was right? crying. <laughs> we were all crying. We were all crying. We were all crying. I think I remember going to your you room were, after he. 
constantly. There was just we, there were times when we could like hear a fight like in the hall, like out between Christine and I. Hundred percent. Oh my gosh! Wow. I re- I have memories I've of like the, they're out. fighting again in the morning when we'd all get in the van. <laughs> what could oh they be God. fighting about? If they're seventeen, I, I was like, <laughs> what? what? We, we fought because we wanted, I think we were just, we had something that was like, we were very infatuated with each other. You were upset because I had the high school boyfriend that I oh, wasn't man. able to let go. Um, right. Yes, oh, yeah, it was stung. all about Duke. That was, yeah, so that was, I forget I, his I, I name. Think like the best college break. basketball team Bill. of all Bill. time. <laughs> he, he played Bill. McCaffrey, yes. Bill. Bill. My Bill. high school sweetheart who, you know, that was our time to sort of drift apart but I was also like you know in love with you and we had there as I said you don't start a relationship like that at 17 years old and live with each other 24 7 it doesn't work intense you have to go home and be away from the person it's a unique experience it is it's very unique (laughs) it is so yeah you the, the tears came because I think I broke your heart and then I felt bad but then you'd be mean to me about it but and it was then, also an inescapable situation because you still had to get in the van at yes, 7 a.m. Yes, handcuffed to you in an yes. episode. Yeah. Yes. I remember no you being mad at me at certain times. Yeah. Um, oh, but I was but that's how I had too. these guys. I could go to my other Oh, it the whole day when we'd look, good morning, and then it was like, oh, they're fighting again. Oh, no. Oh, and I didn't think anyone oh. knew. Oh, Maybe I can find it in John. Yeah, for sure. I think so. Did. I think so. And let's also, before we we bring Lisa on, talk a little bit about our castmates who are not with us today, though most of us connected at the Austin. In Austin, how yes. many years ago was that? Six. Twenty fourteen, right? Good lord. Almost yeah, eight, 14. maybe. Eight years. I seriously, I have no concept of time. At yeah, this point. it was. It was June of fourteen. Let's talk about David Brisbane. Can we please yes. for a second? You guys, go ahead. But you're my uncle. I said this before to you guys. I wish he was so professional and so amazing and so amazing yep. to watch. I wish I would have taken more advantage of his craft and what he knew and learned more from him. And just then to think, oh, God, he's great. And then run off and do whatever I well, was doing. I mean, he's he's surrounded by this, like, gaggle of of baby Misfits. chicks. <laughs> like, and Young he's punks. like, I come from the stage. Yeah, Shakespearean <laughs> trained uh, theater actor. He's like, where are my beats? And he's like, beat one, beat two, beat three, got it, roll. And he'll be like, but we should have maybe taken some notes. He was a great physical, he, great at physical comedy. Com- comedically unbelievable. His timing. Right? Yes, yeah. and a yes. perfectionist and really took it seriously in and, a way that was... And patient. And, and Imagine patient. being surrounded by us. Yes. But he was surrounded by us. And he, yeah. always, he I'm never hot. lost I need it water. On he yeah. never complained about a thing. No. Am I sweating? Can somebody, can you, like, I we know. were just so demanding of everybody. We, yeah. He was very patient with us. And I, I mean, we did watch and learn from him, I got to say. I, yes. I mean, his, his <laughs> There's wife, no way not to have, have, have absorbed something. Yes. I wonder what he thought of us, though. Really? Oh no! I don't think you do well, want to know. There, there will be a part two to this to this reunion episode because mm-hmm. there are others that need to come in. Mm-hmm. We couldn't have done it with everybody. Um, how about um, a quick bit of little sort of Hey Dude trivia in in your sort of lives after Hey Dude ended? Did anybody get recognized by like like a celebrity or someone cool or funny that that just came out of nowhere where? Because I'll tell my story, because that's why I'm bringing it up. Um, I was at a party. Way to set yourself up. Thank you. Because it's one of those great hey dude stories for me. When I moved to LA and was sort of, you know, starting a career. And as I said, a lot of casting directors didn't even know what the show was because they were older and weren't watching it. Kids were watching it. Um, But I remember being at a party and... um, you know, Paris Hilton came out. Oh, to no me. way. I did but share that's exactly. Austin, but it was, she just said, Melody? Are, are, are you Melody oh, from Hey Jude? How old at the time? I mean, 16? probably 19, maybe. Wait, what year was this? I feel like it oh, was. Oh, so this was after, this was. Yeah, this was, we had finished the show and. But you in know, the 90s? In the 90s. Okay. Maybe. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Later? Maybe it was. Um, was this after her 99, sex tape? Ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Well, because what I've found is that there's, <laughs> yes. there's waves of generations that catch the show, and 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 we've been 
it's happened like two or three times where there's a new generation. Exactly. And it's happened a few, exactly. a few times to me um, where I even owning my own business, hiring interns. Oh, boy. Who are like, wait a second. Fan, fan like, ladies I, and gentlemen. <laughs> why do you look so familiar? Kind of. So and I'd be like, how old are you? And I'd be like, oh, wow, this is the maybe the last generation that caught the show. But the, it happened like three in three waves. Right. Over the, core, the decades. The core audience is about 40 now from what I, I find. Late yeah. 30s, mm-hmm. early 40s. Yes. But they're, they're so wide, the audience. And I'll say I've come across so many great people. I own my own business. So they all come in and I see them and they recognize me. But the one scariest thing now is when you're sitting in your doctor's office and you meet a new doctor and he says... Oh. Gosh, you look so familiar. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, no. I don't, don't want to go over you... my hey dude days with my doctor. No. With doctor who's seriously, what you want you're in the straps. Yes, you look Hi, familiar. Me, Brad. Did yes. you say straps? Stirrups. By the way, stirrups. stirrups. Come on. Man. Yes. I have, I've never We're been given birth. We're still teaching. <laughs> yeah, I know. The ladies are loving. They're laughing. Uh, um, I, uh, I, uh, Vicky's just reminding me. Um, a few years after, hey, dude, I went down to do the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> you know, they had guest stars on and uh, Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears were on it. I remember before when I was done, they like wanted Ryan to take pictures. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was like a superstar <laughs> led Mickey Mouse Club. But they, um, were, they were younger than you. They, they were, were, yeah, they were younger. And uh, Justin Timberlake's younger than you? Got it. Well, of course what he was is. I? I was. You yeah. started at sixteen, right? Yeah, I was maybe a few years older than him, but okay. uh, it was in uh, Orlando, Universal in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's if if the, you were if you were the right age in nineteen ninety, it was one of your favorite shows. Yeah. If you weren't, you still have no idea what it is. The beauty right. of it was that when we first came on, it was cable, and a lot of people didn't have all the cable stations. So then cable started reaching more and more homes and Nickelodeon, of course, stripped us for 15 years. So our generation and our and our fan base. Thank you so much. We love you all <laughs> is is really wide. Yeah, that's, it's wide. Yeah, it is. No, that's that is what I found is like every and it's going to stop. But like every like seven to ten years, there'd be like another wave of people yeah. who were like I grew up on that. I watched it it's after beautiful. school. Where um, does it live now? It's on one of the streamers. Yeah, is it, it is. Paramount Plus, Paramount yeah, Plus Paramount, right? Is it really Paramount the entire Plus. series? I yes. think so, yeah. yeah. I have oh. fans that bring their kids in now that wanted a, a customers, that wanted a picture. Oh, can we take a picture? Now my kids are watching it. So it's going to live I wonder if people are, yeah, because I, there was such a beautiful golden era when it didn't exist. It was. It they couldn't true. find it. It was Not even on YouTube. Beautiful. It was like very hard to find. How uh, about um, our kids? Have you guys shown episodes to your kids? Yes. <laughs> and thumbs any, down. Yes. Yeah. Thumbs well, down. Huge right? thumbs down. They can't get Couldn't past give a shit. the production the quality. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the production. exactly. Yes. I bought the DVDs when they were issued, and I was so excited to show everyone. Same. And I think we got maybe one and a half episodes <laughs> in yeah. before like two were sleeping. Right. One was on their phone, and right. I was like, yeah. I'm out of here. This yeah. is humiliating. Yeah, I just and remember I'm not hearing, this either, "Mommy, so. <laughs> you're so cute. Your voice was so high," or something like that. But no interest in continuing. No. And there's nothing worse than trying to show your kids things you're in, and, and they're not it interested. Being rejected, then you cannot <laughs> yes. push it. You got to let it go. No. Otherwise, that will be a therapy session. <laughs> Yeah. For in years to come, my, my parents made me watch my stuff, and that's so I no. Or they you, never you get ang- you get insulted. You're like, well, how could you I not like this? It. But you <laughs> as really good as the feel, junk you're watching. If you watch it through the sort of through the eyes of of your children, you feel the timing is slower. All these things where you're like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna squirm because yes. they're not used to something. Even if it's like two seconds longer a beat than would be now. Yeah. It, you can fe- it feels like an eternity. Yeah. So you're watching it with them, and it, the pace of it is very different. Oh, it true. was so innocent, though. You know, I like, know. It was it, it was almost corny, but you look at things now. I mean, like Archie Comics, they bring back, and he's like a murderer. Everything's dark. Yeah. And uh, just much edgier now. Yeah. So you, is it time for a a dark reboot like Riverdale? There's on the ranch Ooh, it's abandoned I love it we know the ranch is still there I according wanna, to YouTube can <laughs> I please be Brad Dutton 
Thank you. I would like to be, you know, Beth Dutton, Brad Dutton. Oh, she's going we Yellowstone. We are some kind of, you know, she's going Yellowstone. Oh. This is a Yellowstone. Yes. Because I watch Yellowstone, I wanna, so I know Beth Dutton. I want to be Brad Dutton. <laughs> I like she's it. I like it. I love, who is that? She actor? married into. You need to look up Beth Dutton. She's a badass. She's yeah. fabulous. Um, we are going to take a, a break. We're going to take a break. Yeah, we're going to take a little break, okay. and then we are going to come back with um, a surprise guest. I did not. <laughs> not t- I did not tell anymore. you who it was. Kids, you are going to lose your <laughs> we're shit. We're going to introduce <laughs> our brilliant writer after after this. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's uh, welcome our surprise guest that I ruined the surprise, but um, one of our head writers, Lisa Malamed, is very kind to join us today. Yay, Lisa. Uh, Lisa, you look great. I know. Thank Lisa, you, you don't age, too. first of all. It's I do, but. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's start, Lisa. Okay. First of all, you started Hey Dude in what season? And and not to date yourself, but you can give us a general age frame just to give us a sense of like. I'm happy to date myself. <laughs> okay. um, I, st- I started in season two. Okay. I was around 30 when I was doing the show. Wow. So I was old enough to have perspective on being a teenager, but young enough to still feel it very viscerally. I knew Alan Goodman from my work as an executive, and he asked me if I was interested in writing an episode. And for a long time, I said, yeah, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What? You turned us down? You never told me that. No. um, You know, I, I was aiming for Murphy Brown. 
you know, <laughs> lofty, no. lofty as, yes. as we all were. And, and instead, then, you got Kelly Brown. <laughs> Thank you. And you and put her I, in handcuffs. And I won. <laughs> so I, I pitched him Dan the Man and wrote that episode, the one where Danny's, you know, messes up with a horse and the horse gets sick. And it was about parental expectations and you know, collapsing under the pressure of those. And that was also something that I knew a little bit about. So uh, did that script. And, and then from then on, I was asked to kind of be part of the writing team. And I did two in each subsequent 13 batch. Yeah, we were talking about just how how lucky everyone involved in the show was to have writers like you and Graham um, because like you're explaining an episode that might seem, you know, like a silly Hey Dude episode, but you had, uh, it was about parental expectations and there were, <laughs> there were themes and there were A, B and C storylines that were beautifully structured. Absolutely. You know, when I came back after we finished the show, I had just, I'd moved to Los Angeles right before I came to Tucson. So I drove back from Tucson to LA and I was feeling like, you know, so cocky i just had eight episodes of tv produced and i was on set for months and months and my agents could not care less oh no exactly same you know i was handing them you know my scripts for you know miss tucson and crush and dudesbury and i was and they were like no thank you go you know write a roseanne spec script like this is not going to get us anywhere and it was terrible it felt absolutely terrible and i was really you know pissed off but went about my life and then in the mid 2000s our fans came to work yeah. oh right and it it's changed so everything yeah they're like i would exec producers i would walk into a meeting and there were times where i thought this is what elvis felt like <laughs> somebody would see hey dude on my resume and that's what they wanted to talk about and, it, it, you know, it really was like Santa's here. It was it was so they became the 12 year olds that they were when they came home from school. And you guys were there. They're their imaginary friends who they wished they could be with and like. And they would have their milk and cookies before they did their homework and spend a half hour with you guys. And I think, you know, when you talk about the production value or lack of production value <laughs> right you know i mean it was it was very humble we made those episodes for one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars an episode see you and would have I that never, information that yes. we would not and in have. fact and in fact because i knew i was doing this i looked it up last night and that is today's equivalent would be about two hundred and eighty thousand dollars can oh. you imagine making a tv show for that amount of money no i mean it's it's absurd it's absurd but i guarantee you that what the fans are remembering is the feeling of being around you guys. I think, yeah, we were all having so much fun. And I think yes. that, that really is what makes or breaks a show, right? Yeah. If the people involved are into it and, you know, really and you, enjoying it. And you were all so likable, you know, and both as people and as characters. But I think it was very deliberate that there was not an asshole character on the show. Right. I mean, yeah, most, sometimes, most network yeah. sitcoms at the time had that. Right, villain. Antagonist, yeah. right? Yeah. And we were also, you know, the humor was sort of, a lot of people talk about how the show Friends kind of changed the voice of comedy. And it became, you know, that Matthew Perry kind of facetious Chandler Sarcastic. thing. We were, we were before that. We were pre-sarcasm. Right. And I really liked that. You know, I really liked that there was, it was funny, but there was a sincerity. Maybe I, that's why you were cast, David, because you didn't understand sarcasm and real life. <laughs> no, I, I told you. I was deliver edgy, it as an actor. I was um, edgy and dangerous. <laughs> okay. Yes, there you go. But Lisa, the, the, we're, we're doing uh, this podcast. We're starting with, with you guys, but uh, Christine and I are going to like dive back into the decade of the 90s. So I just wanted to, you know, if you were working right after Hey Dude, uh, you know, Party of Five, our, our good friend Scott Wolf's show. Um, I mean, you did so much work in the 90s. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's interesting, too, because I think Party of Five is the other show in my bag of tricks that has the same kind of fan love right. that Hey Dude had. But when Party of Five was on, there was also My So-Called Life, and there was uh, Dawson's Creek, and there was Freaks and Geeks, and there was a 
you had a lot of those shows. When Hey Dude was on, there was Hey Dude. Exactly. Pretty much period the end. Was there and no no other like big kids show that was like Full Save, House, Wonder Saved Years? by right, the Bell, right. Wonder Years? Well, yeah, but Saved by the Bell was... was after us. Okay. Right. right. But but I feel like our audience, like we were very special to them because we were a little bit of a unicorn at that time. That's true. Exactly like, right. yeah, we, that's why, you I know, mean, kids of that, that age, uh, they all know the show. I guess there wasn't yeah. much, much else. Well, if you also, if you're watching a network for a few years and then suddenly that this type of show comes on, that's that different than their typical programming. I imagine that leaves a, an you know, impact. And we also, we didn't have social media. I mean, can you imagine what it would have been like if, if there was the internet and Twitter when Hey Dude was on, we would have had a completely different relationship. Oh, I, we were saying audience with the show. You would have sold five shows immediately <laughs> following. We'd all have record deals and movie deals, right? Yeah. But yeah, it was something really innocent and sweet. And, and I feel like that's why uh, the audience connects to it. It was just feel good. Lisa, how did you feel having sort of we talked about the fact that we were not really necessarily assigned chaperones, yet you were by default sort of our older sister. So true. <laughs> sort of. You, you took care of us. You were a confidant. You were, uh, you know, definitely a caretaker for sure. I, I mean, I probably went to your room in tears about David many times. But um, you what, what are you told your her about us? She knows. David, she knows. David, I have to tell you something. Your mother told me about you and Christy. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Never let my mom on the set. Yes. Your Everything. mom loved me. She loved you. Yes, yeah. she did. Just so we're just so we're clear. I mean, I knew about it, but your but your mother told, did tell me about it. Our mothers were very involved, so yes. that's the other thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Lisa, how did you? Were we like? Let's just be be frank about it. Were we annoying? Were we fun? I know you said we were very likable, but like living with us, was it like, oh, dear God, I can't wait to get back to L.A.? No, it it wasn't that. I mean, it was interesting because I came in in the last batch. So it was a little bit like you, John, sort of coming into an establishment that was very cemented in what it was. The energy was a little strange in that last 13 because on the one hand, I felt like some of you guys were ready to not be living in a hotel in Arizona. Yes. It kind of had some of the freshness, I think, not in the acting, but just in the, oh my God, we're living in a hotel and we don't have our stuff and we don't have our people. Yeah. And I felt like you guys, I felt like you guys were getting a little weary. We were kind of getting ready to fly the coop, right? A little bit. The mints on the pillows get tired really quick. (laughs) Can I just say, though, Christine's room and trailer, you know, her her dressing room. Trailer? (laughs) What trailer? (laughs) Our dressing rooms. But our dressing rooms were part of the set. So if they were shooting on that set in the courtyard, you either had to stay and be very quiet in the room or get out. I still have a very vivid... (laughs) memory of my room it was yes. that little uh u-shape but yeah. you but christine's was decorated with pictures and it was like she was Go at ahead. home Go my ahead. i literally didn't put up a picture i was in a sterile hotel room with <laughs> yeah. nothing you know with clothes on the floor clo- right. clothes on the floor yeah, i remember i remember you living out of like a duffel bag i probably didn't unpack like, for uh, it was for like six the months. first time i was like this is kind of cool like he just arrives here Rips open this, you know, Nike giant Nike sports bag, and he's got like just stuff shoved in there, and never leaves the bag. It's like it's a good I lifestyle. It for it's a cool a while, lifestyle. But to Lisa's point, that does get old. But I also took all the art off my hotel room walls and replaced them. Nice and with like cool music of posters everything. and stuff. Like it was totally redone. Yeah. Lisa, do you remember the poster I had on my wall? Because I don't remember this, but hang you... in there, baby. Oh, Friday's coming. Friday's coming. I can't oh, even. She remembers it with a kitty cat. At, right hanging uh-huh. on a branch yes, I was about to make a joke yeah. I was like you probably had a cat poster hanging on a tree I don't remember it but they did. all tell me that I did yes. and I'm I'm only gonna go I'm gonna throw my mother under the bus oh and just God. say it was all Joan I'm gonna say it was Joan it I probably wasn't that. but <clears throat> Joan came and did your room each time we left and each time we left Christine and I needed storage units to leave our stuff to come back for the next. Was season. there a Bed Bath and Beyond around there? Because I'm sure no. we. Because there. Well, what did we? Where did we buy stuff? Was there like a Walmart? Target was our Target? big. That was okay. my first experience with Target. Yeah, yeah mine Target. too. Target. Yeah. And there was that mall. Do you guys? Yeah, I, I, the mall I, I, was the best. Yeah, was, we. I, 
I would take my per diem from the girls, Cindy, and 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 get a ride to the mall, <laughs> and spend it all because I'm like, this is my money. My parents don't have. I know we love this. that per diem. Per diem. Do you still get per diem on on location sets? Is that still yeah. a thing? But not in cash form in yeah, an envelope the way we got it it was so like we talked about this david like monopoly money it didn't feel well, real it was, it was your allowance it was allowance it was our allowance it two two hundred and forty five dollars every five days and cotton would take us to the bank to cash our checks and we'd go and come out with our envelopes and leave and go to the mall or where to the record store sushi sushi and oh my goodness sushi. we had a lot of sushi until you've had tucson sushi you really haven't, <laughs> haven't you haven't you lived you had us eating uni with raw quail eggs damn right some i mean i <laughs> still do goodness knows where but Dave, i just david just told me the story that you would use your per diem to buy me presents and that made actually makes me want to cry right Wait, now we, I, I well her birthstone was a ruby so i i, I, I bought as i probably bought every ruby in the that mall. <laughs> I would save up, a, you know, so three or four weeks. I hope you still have some of those. I'm sure I do. Sure. I'm sure I do, David. Oh I was romantic, wasn't I? Oh, Lisa, um, what did the producers think about us? And uh, were we behaving? Were we punks or professional? I, I can't even remember. I feel like you guys were pretty good. Like I know there was, I know there was partying. I know there was stuff. Okay. I mean, you, you know, it's it's funny. You, I didn't, but anyway, that's beside the point. Well, and, jo- and, John and I did, and, and, and the crew. You know, yes. there was a lot oh, of yes. that. There I was a lot of, yeah. But you said older sister. I sort of thought I was a little bit of more like a cousin. You know, I didn't feel like I was quite. I didn't feel like we quite had the same parents, but I felt like we had the same grandparents. You know? And um, fair enough. And it was, you know. I just hoped that if anybody needed something, they would come to me. But I, I wasn't my job. It was an interesting job because I had a lot of responsibility, but I really had very little authority. Mm. And so I was just kind of there. I hoped to be quality control with the directors and to help you guys to kind of, you know, shape the characters if you needed anything. And then, as, as I heard you guys saying before, it was so great to be there because then I really got to take you in. Right. And there are, you know, or even even before I was there, the great thing about writing a series is that you get to stay with your characters. You get to play with them over and over. And I can draw a straight line from, for example, the episode Ecstatic to Crush, because there was that Ecstatic was one where Buddy's parents, you know, Buddy tries to reconcile his parents right. on the ranch. Who had that wonderful scene with Josh at the end, Christine, where you talked about your own experience. And I saw that and I thought that boy could fall in love with her. And that's how a crush happened. All right. Buddy has so, a crush on Melody. Buddy has a crush on yeah. Melody. I, I said, so- you know, when Graham brought the crazy physical hijinks and you, I feel like your writing had a lot of heart and brought a lot of heart to the show. Yes. Well, he he had you falling into mud, and I had you falling into despair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Perfectly put. Yeah, that's what it was. Like, let's. I think for each of us to, it would be, for each of us to just sort of talk about what the show meant to us. Like in the moment, like what you remember, sort of tangibly about how you felt about it. But then also just looking back like because I know Kelly and I were talking about we have so much nostalgia now but we don't I don't know that we necessarily appreciated it so much in the moment um it was hard it was hard work and it was was. it was hot and those were long days and the schedule you know that that sort of four days on one day off like you didn't even get a full weekend weekend to recharge you had the one day and then it was start again if it didn't matter if it was Saturday or Sunday start again you guys were working very hard. Yeah, that that is you know? probably my biggest. You have to remember that. Like that but, was that was. But so were so were you and the writers, like and and yeah. the directors and the crew. Everybody, you know, that's one of the things I learned on that show is is protect the work, take the work seriously, and 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 cherish it. You know what I mean? It's work ethic is what I got out of it. Yeah. I think for me too, having only ever done theater before it and, and I had done a couple of commercials that, you know, were sort of my little sort of door into the audition for it. But I I fell in love with the process. Like 
even though we were working so hard, I knew that like the joy of being able to get to do a scene over and over again or have a, a director or a writer like you, Lisa, come to me and say, like, what do you love to do? Like, let's come up with an app, like that collaborative um, it's magical, right? Feeling. It was the first time because I had only ever been in high school productions of plays, and you get one crack, or you know, you have three shows, and that's it. And to be able to get to do it, and for me, I I fell in love with acting. I really did. Mm -hmm. Um, in a in like you said, Lisa, I think my my memory now is I don't remember how hard the work was, but I do remember that fifth season, the final thirteen. I was that person that was. I was like, I'm ready to take go to the next chapter because there was talk about potentially renewing the show and they were bringing in other actors to feel out to potentially replace us am i right about that i remember yes there was that's correct there was the girl in crush yes a, dare a young actress i know episode. and i remember kind of being annoyed even though i had already voiced my my I, that i said i was really ready to go but they and then they brought someone in and it didn't well it was it was a little bit like you know that joke about the food is terrible and such small portions i felt like you, all, you know you you really wanted you know i like i said it wasn't it wasn't an, an unhappy vibe and it was there was nothing nasty about it and nobody was punting the work but i did get a sense of like we'd be happy to go home and then the minute they said we weren't continuing everybody got so pissed off I was going to say, I spent the last the last season that we were doing it, my, my perspective was that I was just praying every day, I hope this doesn't end, I hope this doesn't end, I hope this doesn't end. That was where my focus was. I would not was. have put money on that. Yeah. I, I, I just, did not think that was, I didn't think that was what you Oh, I was. never wanted really? it to end. I never, I never wanted it to end. I just... That, that Are you sure, Kelly? I'm sorry. I remember. I remember. I remember totally waiting for that phone call, and I remember where I was when it came. When we weren't picked up, oh, I, I just didn't want it to end. I didn't feel like I mean, it was, was work. I really didn't feel like it was work. I thought this was the easiest thing you could ever do. Like, well, no, you came. You brought your A game. I mean, you you course. you worked hard. She brought her I A game hard, and her own car it didn't too. Feel <laughs> Only one with which, it. Got, like which got written into an episode. By the way, it didn't, they're <laughs> calling this work. Yeah, it just it just felt. I I just loved it. I loved every second of it, living out there. And John, how about you? You know, I I arrived with a bit of imposter syndrome because it was my first audition, and I was coming from doing a, a high school play, and I can still so clearly remember have like just projecting as if I was on the you know in the auditorium, and they mm -hmm. you know and them being like hold Dial on it this, back. Is, this like, is like the theater kids stop you're not eugene anymore gal can come over here and like yeah you can we get we can pick up everything and so it took a while for me to get my uh sea legs uh but i thought it was paradise i mean i still think of tucson just so fondly i think of i had at that time i also had friends who were starting to attend university of arizona um and some friends who were had already started going there and so I just, I had this whole community of like friends on one side of town, my friends on set, and um, it was a beautiful thing. But I also, at that same time, I was applying to colleges actively from Tucson. Right. And that was the decision at the end was like, do I go to LA? I think David and I, like, who was like, you, could, you should move to LA with me and do go, come out for pilot season. And I just thought, I gotta go to college. Yeah, and David and I both made the choice to go to L.A. You went and to deferred LA. college and deferred and deferred and deferred and stayed in L.A. Um, it worked out for everyone. <laughs> deferred. But you did okay. Deferred, exactly. That's so wait, did either of you go to college? No. Stop. No, it's a very personal question. Oh, sorry. No, it's <laughs> no. not. It's really not. We, we, we both very... got into the Tisch School at NYU, right? Yeah, Is that where and you... me. That's oh where I went. Oh, my goodness. Dude, I... that's where I went. We would have gone together. I deferred for like three years. You had to write a letter showing that you were productive or doing something in the industry that you... Anyway. Um, <laughs> Robert <laughs> Mitchum wrote all your letters to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sitcom <laughs> star, Robert Mitchum. <laughs> Comedy letter. I wrote a letter for Josh when he was going to college. That was the first time I felt ancient. Oh, oh my no gosh. way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think that when we do a, a second reunion episode, you know, down the line, we're going to have to bring in Josh, who, by the way, sidebar is a private investigator. 
I was just going to say, isn't he a cop? He's a private investigator. We should hire him to find Joe Torres. That's exactly oh my, my plan. <laughs> I mean, that worked out And great. then Lisa will write an episode about it. <laughs> there you go. Happy to. <laughs> um, uh, who, guys, really, 33 years ago, if when we were sitting at our uh, Radisson Suites, that yeah. we would have said, like, in 33 years, we're all going to be sitting around talking about this doing a podcast together would you have do you know what i would have said <laughs> what's, a what's, podcast? A podcast? what's a podcast what? there you go does it play on my walkman <laughs> exactly oh uh, you Lisa. guys thank you so much for being our first guests we love you wow that was too fast you're gonna have bring to me, come back bring me back we i would will, like to come yes, back for sure we need with, a part with two. graham and brisbane yes i was gonna say we have to do a big shout out to graham yost because he graham really yost. was you know he he was the guiding light of the show and, and still is yeah. such a hey dude he loves hey dude he loves talking about yes, it and we all does. connect and we do a group chat or a group email he wants in and he was traveling today and couldn't do it but we will for sure bring everybody back and let, um, let me just say also that graham right after hey dude ended wrote the movie speed and <laughs> yeah. became one of the biggest screenwriters i mean we, he band of brothers and justified i mean he, he does great work i can remember graham writing speed while we were living at the no. ramada and everybody laughing at him going yeah Graham, a bus, a bus runs through <laughs> la okay <laughs> we're going to the baseball game are you coming yeah. no no i have to write tonight i mean oh, he was writing it while we were idea. i think i saw it in the theater 10 times because i loved keanu's arms oh my god i was so I when loved. i heard the 20th century fox music oh. and then graham's name I was so proud. It was so great. But he really is that biggest Hey Dude fan. I mean, he yes. he loves talking about it. So we'll have you guys back together. All of us. Yes. Love it. Um, Do it again. Love um, it. And thank you all for joining us. We yes. love you. Kelly, John. Uh, we love you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Love so you. Thank this was you. great. All right, everybody. That is our first episode one in the can. We'll be back next time. Let's do it again. All right. Yeah. Let's do it again. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and give us five stars. And please follow us on Instagram at HeyDudeThe90sCalled. See you next time. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.